Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Tonight Show. I'm your host, Sam Call. I'm here with my co-host, Max Christopher, for a special little bonus episode. Uh, we're talking movies today. Uh, back on the show with us is my friend, Seth Toops. Hello. Uh, Seth, thanks for coming on, man. Welcome back. Thanks for having me once again. Yep. Of course, dude. Um, so today's topic, we're talking about the upcoming Snyder Cut of the Justice League movie. Uh I don't know much about it. Uh, I'd love to know more. Um, Seth, if you could fill us in on a little bit of the background regarding the Snyder Cut. And uh, I know Max is pretty enthusiastic about this, too. So maybe you guys could both fill me in. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, um, so Zack Snyder is a, I guess we could say, relatively popular uh, film director, specifically for comic books. In 2013, he released uh, Man of Steel, which was a debut Superman solo movie. Uh, In 2016, uh, he made um, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, uh, which was controversial at best. And um, and, uh, Justice League in 2017. And Justice League uh, was surrounded by a lot of controversy. mainly a switch of directors because Zack Snyder, uh, tragically, his daughter took her own life um, in the middle of production. And so uh, he stepped down from his position and he was replaced by Joss Whedon, who directed the first two Avengers movies. Okay, Um, okay. And uh, that resulted in the major tonal whiplash, some awful reshoots, um, you know, some... Uh, scheduling conflicts and a lot of, from what I've collected, like abuse and drama behind the scenes of the movie. So it was very, very controversial. Mm -hmm. And it kind of turned into a a meme. Like there was the uh, hashtag, um, uh, uh, the Snyder cut. I do remember that. Yeah. Which was, it's basically been a meme since the movie came out. And up till now, um, people have been wanting to see his original vision, shall we call it, uh, of what he was going to finish. Um, but you know, that time got cut short. So this is a movie that's been anticipated by a lot of people. And, uh, yeah, that's the history of it. I believe. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, miss anything, Max? no, I think he kind of hit all the marks there. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe I misspoke with awesome. It's a, it's a dark story, <laughs> yeah, but, awesome but I am interested story. to see, Yes, I'm interested to see the results. So what, uh, from both of you, uh, what what kind of, like, content was left out? Well, I know, uh, namely, there was the big bad of the movie, Darkseid, um, which, for those who don't know, Darkseid is the DC equivalent of Thanos. Um, he's kind of this big, menacing figure with this big blockhead, um, very deep, scary voice. Um, that was probably the biggest thing. Another thing would be what what's known as now as the nightmare sequence, um, which is basically the bad guys win, uh, Superman is turned evil, and it's the world is just turned into this desolate apocalypse wasteland um, where heroes and villains have to team up, um, namely the Joker and Deathstroke uh, teaming up with the Flash and Batman. Jesus, man. Yeah. (laughs) Heavy stuff from DC. Yeah, it's going to be pretty intense, and it's going to be a four-hour long movie with a 10-minute intermission halfway in between. 
Yeah, uh, it's a lot. Out, that comes out on the 18th. 18th of March. Mm -hmm. uh, this, up, this, this should be uploaded on the 17th or or on the 18th. Right, so, so if you are if you are listening, um, make sure to check that out on HBO Max. It should be pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, so. I noticed you guys mentioned some stuff about tone, especially with it being a really dark movie. Um, and I know that back in what was it, 2016 with Batman versus Superman, that mm -hmm. caused a lot of issues. Uh, Seth, I've heard you talk about this a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have some things to say about the tone of Batman v Superman and how they handled the characters. Yeah, it, it's it, it's that movie um, is very interesting to me. One thing that I um, I don't think I've mentioned to a lot of people because I always forget, but I actually went to a premiere of sorts for that movie. Um, like a legit premiere, not like on Friday. Like Oh, uh, oh really? Like on opening night? Uh, on Wednesday. Oh, wow. Okay. Before it really, so it released on Friday and we got like, oh. the access tickets. Oh, dang. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I remember that was at a time when, you know, I was like seven, I was in seventh grade that was when I still watched movies without thinking about what was happening. Mm -hmm. And I just yeah. liked seeing action. Right. I missed um, that time. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it, it's, it's very, it's a very confused movie. Um, you know, one thing, and there are positives to Zack Snyder, which we'll probably talk about. Um, so I, I don't want to say he's like the worst, most idiotic person ever, but he, he does, he doesn't seem to understand the characters of Batman and Superman. And mm -hmm. that's, uh, very, that presents problems when you're making a movie about them facing off against each other. Um, you know, Superman, uh, he's painted as this in Man of Steel as well as um, Batman v Superman. He's painted as this like alien that sees humans as below him, and he seems like very aloof and like almost like evil. Like in Man of Steel, he's essentially a war criminal almost, um, but he's he's treated like a hero because that's what the story wants from him. Um, and, uh, with Batman, you know, um, his character doesn't feel very faithful. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a huge shill for comic book accuracy. Like I'm fine if they change a few things, but, um, they change some of the core things that make Batman, Batman, um, like in Batman v Superman, he's shooting people with guns, um, both oh, in the yeah. nightmare sequence and in the like in real time, he's blowing up cars with people in them. He's uh, he's branding people to get Ugh. murdered in prison, um, which man, yeah, that's not something Batman would do. Um, <laughs> his whole his whole a whole point of his character is he's you know he wants to protect life um, you know from his parents being killed in the comics, which was his origin story. He wanted to prevent anything like that happening again. So when you contextualize that and then, you know, flash forward to this dude blowing up cars and murdering people, it's very, uh, very inconsistent. And, yeah, as a uh, disappointing as a movie fan who isn't real big into comics, um, to be honest, my uh, my mental image of, of the DC universe, if you will, um, is one that that is like what you described like dark gritty where superman is this kind of uh, aloof cold person and batman is very gritty and violent uh mm. I, I think i knew that that he, his big role was no killing but uh still uh it, it's interesting how movies 
shape our view of these characters uh, because not many people do read the comics anymore. Yeah, it's I'm, a very niche medium now, and it's it's interesting to see. Um, well, interesting and slash sad to see how many people still get it wrong um, mm -hmm. because you know Batman and Superman are are coming up on being a century old. Um, Jeez, yeah, man. old character. Yeah, and I think probably like. Uh, 15, oh, yeah. 15 years. I remember the 75th anniversary. I do remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're coming up on being a century old characters. Um, and it's still interesting to see how many people get it wrong and have these insanely different interpretations. Well, I guess after a century, characters. it can get twisted up after, after a whole century. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. Certainly. You know, in the same way that a lot of mythology does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, that is the thing about the DC characters that separates them from the Marvel characters, is that in DC, they've always been these, uh, what's been described as gods among men, um, and there's always been something very mythological about them, very uh, reminiscent of Greek and Roman mythology, whereas Marvel is more of the uh, science fiction, like, uh, people who get involved in science experiments and are transformed into these crazy things, um, and so they're very different types of characters and very different types of stories um, mm. which is why you could argue that the Marvel movies have done so much better because they're more easily translated to uh, family friendly movies um, whereas DC might not be but um, on the same spectrum you know DC characters like Superman and the Flash are very hopeful and bright characters and so you would think that mm. maybe they'd be easy to translate but they're not um, but something that else I think Seth and I discussed this briefly was that Superman has kind of been compared to there's been a lot of comparisons made between him and uh jesus um based on the fact that he's this uh this character that's been resurrected from the dead and has been brought down uh quote unquote from the heavens um and there, there's there's a lot of comparisons you can make between the superman origin story and uh new testament stories but um the problem with that is when you try and translate it into a gritty realistic movie and uh, it, it doesn't turn out so well. It turns out to be this very depressing uh, critique of uh, modern America, and it, it it doesn't translate well. And so, like you said, Sam, you know, most people don't have this um, great perception of what these characters are because they think they're these dark, depressing, not like Marvel characters. They're not fun to be around. But when that's mm -hmm. completely the opposite. Yeah, and that's that's part of why going into this new Justice League cut, I'm I'm really interested uh, because I want to see that I, I want to see if when given like four hours of runtime uh, and all this you know creative liberty, uh, Zack Snyder, although Seth had, uh, had pointed out that he may not understand the characters that well, I'm interested to see if when given this runtime. Uh, he can make it work, or he can make something uh, make sense uh, after those first two movies were kind of flops, uh, maybe not commercially, but critically. Um, and I'd be interested to see if there's anything salvageable, or if maybe I'll end up loving these characters after watching uh, such a long movie with it such uh, uh, with enough time uh, for some real development. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, well, and kind of moving into now Justice League, um, the original cut. Oh, right, um, right, right, yes. I didn't even a, see that. A lot of people, well, I, I watched it, um, uh, 
illegally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched it on one, two, three movies like a week after it came out, and I was, I, I was just in awe because I heard that it was bad, and then I watched it, and it was really bad. And <laughs> it just, it felt so. It really did feel like two different people just like were, went into separate rooms and recorded like two different movies and then threw them together. Hmm. Um, you know, it, it feels, you know, at one point, um, you know, Batman's cracking jokes, which is, you know, and I'm not saying Batman has never or will never do that, but like it's, it really seems like they were trying to do a Marvel thing. Like uh, they, yeah. they were trying to, they saw how successful the Avengers was and they were kind of like, Hey, we should do that. But without like building up to it and working for it the way that Marvel did. And mm -hmm. a lot of it just seemed very disjointed. Um, and not to mention, you know, Henry Cavill who plays Superman, his CGI monster face. Right. <laughs> Wait, I heard, I heard some jokes about that, but I, I didn't actually look into that. What was the deal with that? So he was at the time he was filming, uh, the mission impossible movie and his character had this big, uh, like, burly mustache and contractually he wasn't allowed to shave it and that happened oh, right when reshoots were happening and um they they were like sorry man you can't shave it we'll just cgi it out and so it uh. looks so bad in every scene that he's in he looks like a monster and it, what makes that terrible is the overexposed light that they use because Zack snyder mm -hmm. is kind of known for bathing his movies in shadow and darkness and that yeah. kind of makes the bright colors pop but they they color corrected the scenes that he had already shot with like this ugly red sky, and it just like I saw those scenes. Yeah. They did look gross. Looked, yeah, so gross. It looked like those uh, low budget horror movies that you see where they put that green filter on it. It, it looked yeah yeah, and, and it just it, it looked even worse when compared with the horrible CGI that they had to rush through because they were so crunched on time for these reshoots. Yeah, yeah. So it was just an utter complete mess. Not to mention you know the onset abuse that was occurring. Uh, I don't think anyone was physically harmed, but it was more just a lot of verbal abuse and a lot of lack of profession professionalism uh, on set from the director and the head of DC Comics. Yeah, that's that, that kind of abuse, that's tough to hear about because it really is it's just as valid as, as any kind of physical abuse. It, yeah. it really, it, it'll take it out of you and it's horrible to see it happen to anyone. Um, so much like darkness surrounding this movie um but also i think the main draw of it at least for me um is that original justice league cut um and how bad it was apparently uh seth i think you put it really well when you said two people went into a room shot different movies and then mm -hmm. mashed it together that's what i'm so interested in is i want to see just the one vision um, and and kind of with the Josh Sweden scenes taken out, and then the Snyder scenes kind of filling in those gaps, and to see a finished product. Even though I didn't see um, the first few, my curiosity for this Snyder cut is building, and I I may actually binge those first few ones uh, just to get a good frame of reference. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's it's um, yeah, and I I don't want to act like you know, too, like, pretentious or sound like, uh, you know, I'm a big negative Nancy. But, uh, you know, one thing that I keep in mind is that, you know, Zack Snyder's last two movies that were 
uninhibited by any sort of drama or anything. And he just, it was truly his vision weren't very good in the first place. Oh. So, you know, he, with given oh, was that hours, Man of Steel and uh, Batman v Superman? Yeah. Batman yeah. or Man of Steel isn't awful, but compared to Batman v Superman, it looks like a masterpiece. Uh, um, but you know, compare like looking at them through their own respective lenses, they're they're not great. Um, you know, and that goes back to him not really understanding the character. It just feels they, they feel wrong, and I, I that's the best way I can use to describe it. Yeah. So well, um, if it's a train wreck, it'll be a maybe it'll be a one of those so bad it's good movies. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll I think see. it'll be it, if it's a train wreck, it'll be uh, Zack Snyder's little train wreck, and not. Exactly. Uh, a studio train wreck that like <laughs> justice league right. was in, the, I, in 2017 i would say as much as you know there is a lot to critique his films about um i wouldn't call them soulless by any stretch of the imagination they might be depressing but there's there always seems like he's this is how he feels about what he's putting into it um it feels like there's a lot of you know love for what he's doing into it but justice league felt void of any amount of uh, yeah. emotion it, it felt like a pure cash in blockbuster um and a bad one at that too yeah yeah um i will say though sam you'd brought up you know there was a lot of uh negatives that came out of this situation but i definitely think one thing that has been extremely positive um was the autumn snyder tribute fund that was started by the fans um the same ones who created the hashtag release the snyder cut movement um it's a essentially like a GoFundMe that's working in conjunction with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, and they've raised over $50,000 um, over the course of the past few months to help with suicide prevention. I just think that's uh, something that's, you know, that can be looked at, even if this movie is a absolute train wreck. Um, I think that, you know, when people like this are able to come around this common goal, um, as silly as it may be, as silly as a, silly as a movie like this may be, um, to do something that is affecting real world people seems pretty incredible to me. Yeah, it's great to see. And like, it's, uh, you know, there's so much uh, rhetoric about like toxic fans when it comes to things like comic book movies, Star Wars movies, that sort of thing. Um, but it just shows the, uh, the human element that's at the core of all of this, that when there's tragedy, like it, people reach out to support the creators that are giving them content whether they like the content or not like so many people hated um batman versus superman but the fact that they were still um willing to come together and show solidarity over a tragedy um is definitely like you said one good thing that has come out of this whole situation mm-hmm. for sure um i think we're kind of reaching the end here of our time so if you guys have any other final statements you want to kind of put in i think uh now's the time seth you got anything um not really i think we mostly covered it i'm 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 gonna watch it probably regardless regardless um probably illegally again uh i don't have have hbo um but uh for legal reasons that was a quote-unquote joke so um (laughs) but um you know i'm i'm interested I, I don't want to go in and say like, "Oh, this is gonna suck," um, but I am intrigued. Uh, you know, it's been very interesting to see how people basically were like, "Hey, we want this," and they and you know the people creating it were like, "All right," and they just made it. 
Um, That's awesome, so yeah. I, I am interested to see how that pans out again. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going in with an open mind. Um, you know, I'm hoping to be surprised and hoping that it's legitimately good, but judging from, you know, his track record, uh, you know, with these past two movies featuring these characters, uh, you know, I, I am still going to go in a little skeptical to see, you know, what he's bringing to the table, but I am interested nonetheless. I think interested is the big word for me too. Uh, with someone for someone with not a huge frame of reference who's not a huge comic book movie fan um i still feel like i gotta watch this one just because there's so much hype uh so many strange things that happened leading up to this movie i feel like it's something that i have to see um and i'm again just really interested to see what it's like i mean it could it could be you know again like you said surprising um or maybe uh we'll get a movie that's so bad that it's good, which I also, I love those movies as well. Yeah. Uh, so for everyone listening, um, the justice league Snyder cut comes out on March 18th, uh, on HBO max. Uh, we'll be watching it. Let us know what you think of it. Um, stay tuned for more episodes of the tonight show, uh, with me and Max Christopher, Seth, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for, coming on. Thanks for having me. Of course, dude. All right. <laughs>